Welcome to the HD CEO Psyche Podcast. I am your host, Ashley Brianna Eve. This is the show for the sacred rebel entrepreneurs who are ready to experience power, purpose, and prosperity in business their way. I am a leading human design business expert trained by the official schools and certified Gene Keys mentor studying with Richard Rudd. This is a no bullshit podcast bringing you alignment and ass kickery to help you embody your design, rewire your beliefs, and scale your soul-led business in a way that simplifies making money online. Now, fair warning, I am a fan of the cursey words, so if that is not your jam, this is likely not the place for you. If it is, welcome to the family, and I can't wait to get to know you. Let's get started. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It's so nice to be back with you guys. And I can't wait to be talking about one of my favorite subjects, which is team dynamics. Now, for those that are new to my world, my name is Ashley Brianna Eve. I'm well known as the human design queen. I'm a certified BG5 consultant with the Jovian Archive and also a student, high level student of the International Human Design School with my eyes set on the differentiation college in the near future and actually i think it's january a new semester starts in that so i'm really excited to also work towards my degree in rave psychology so needless to say i'm experienced i'm officially trained in human design both the spiritual awakening side so human design itself as most of us in the spiritual space online know it is a spiritual awakening tool but I'm also trained in the business side of the science of differentiation, which is called BG5, Base Group 5. So we're going to have a look today at team dynamics. This is, it has to be my favorite type of call to get on now, is working with groups, working with teams, and refining the team, looking at what are everyone's strengths, how can we leverage their strengths, but also where are people potentially triggered within the team and how can we resolve that? How can we have a plan moving forward to resolve that for the team? Because it doesn't necessarily mean now you have to start from scratch. Now you have to fire everyone and start over. Although I have worked with teams where they had just fired everyone and they called me in to help them with building a new team and then working with the new team moving forward. So everyone understood, including the what is called the alpha leader. That would be essentially, you know, as a spiritual entrepreneur, it would be yourself, the owner of the business, the CEO of the business. You would be the alpha leader and helping them understand their team dynamics, but also helping the team understand because I think it's really powerful when this information is certainly in our hands to understand how we work, but it's also really important to understand when we are leading teams, how our team members work together, where they may not work that great together, and where trouble may actually show up if, say, for example, one of the team members was to leave or there was some restructuring in the business and all of a sudden the team dynamics have shifted because that can have a massive impact as well. So that's where I work with organizations and businesses is really in my passion helping them refine their teams. So it's not just a place you go to work, but it's a place that you actually enjoy to work. It's a place you actually enjoy to help build, a place that you actually enjoy um, to leverage your mastery and your skills. So enough with that. What we're looking at here, I think I did a great job, guys. 
I did a great job. So for my fake team here, I picked Rot Ruhu, Johnny Depp, Keanu Reeves, and Beyonce. I mean, if that isn't the power team, I don't know what is. That is a pretty badass team. And for those that are listening on the podcast, you can see the visuals for this over on YouTube. I have the video available to also see what I'm looking at here. So first off, I'm not obviously going to go into the mechanics, but I just the first thing I'm looking at, if this was a team that was sitting across from me, is I actually love that we have one skill. There is a gap here. There's one skill that is gapped. And I actually love that. It's the skill of commitment that's gapped and why that works really effectively for this imaginary team is it can grow. There's office stability here. They can grow to five members. They can grow into, essentially after you get over five, you're looking at the WA OC 16. They can grow into a larger organization and continue to have office stability. They can, can continue to have team stability. So I actually love, that's ideal when we're looking at a growing team. So if this team came to me and they said, you know, this is it. This is the four of us. I'm never going, I don't want to grow anymore. This is it. I'd be looking at the team very differently and looking at this pentagraph very differently than if this team said, no, nope, there's four of us now, but actually we're looking at hiring another 10 individuals over the course of the next year. I say, this is beautiful. This is the perfect team dynamics. Looking at it from this perspective to help build the team in a way that stabilizes the office, stabilizes satisfaction, stabilizes a team that actually, you know, is able to leverage their strengths. But what I really wanted to look at today is triggering. Because, I mean, we have to be honest, right? Not everyone gets along. Like, let's just be honest. I know in the spiritual space, it's not very spiritual to say that anymore. You're not supposed to say that anymore. But the reality is not everyone gets along. And very often, that's simply due to miscommunication or not understanding how other members of the team actually operate. And it's something so simple that we can look at and we can deconstruct within the pentagraph and not just have the alpha leader, so the CEO understanding the team dynamics, but maybe, you know, and where I've been brought in the past as well is high level members of the team that are butting heads. And we can look at, okay, this is the perspective this person's coming from. This is the perspective you're coming from. This is how the energy interacts. This person isn't meaning to make you feel that way. It's simply the energy of the team dynamics. And very often, I don't think I've ever met so far a high level team where that doesn't resolve the issue when you're working with high performing individuals very often that resolves the issue and it doesn't mean you have to like that person but you can respect them and see their perspective and where they're coming from so this is something that i pull up with the team so i usually don't look at this initially unless in the intake form there's obvious team issues that are being brought up then i definitely look at this and i also bring this up to the alpha one before i look at it with the team because it's really important that they understand what's going on and it's their approval on what's actually being shared with the team. So when we're looking at this, it's actually, actually a pretty good team dynamics. I haven't looked at it previously. It's pretty good team. It's actually really good team dynamics. I mean, Keanu Reeves is going to receive a lot or sorry, give a lot of challenges to others. But what we can understand with this and how I can start incorporating this into someone's business and helping the team understand the dynamics is say, you know, Keanu Reeves gives a lot of challenges to others. 
right? So it is what we would call in a partnership analysis, essentially in the same vein of a compromise, which isn't necessarily a good thing. It's kind of like a hard aspect in astrology. For those that understand astrology, it's a hard aspect. Doesn't mean that it's going to blow up in anyone's faces. Doesn't mean they can't work together. It just means there's some challenges there, right? So Keanu Reeves gives challenges to others a significant amount based off of everyone else. So there might be this tension in the office against Keanu Reeves. I mean, I don't know how you could in real life, but in this fake office environment, there could be some tension. There could be some gossip, right? We see this in organizations. We see this as in, we see this in businesses. I've worked both as a CEO and an employee of many small and large businesses. You see this, that one person that kind of rubs people the wrong way and they're not really meaning to, but they just do. That would be really who Keanu Reeves is in this community, in this group. And then in terms of, I love that Johnny Depp doesn't give any challenges to others. Challenges received from others. He's also the highest as well for that one. So he could also feel isolated within the group. He could also, he could feel almost as though he doesn't belong. He could feel that, you know, it's almost like a click and everyone else is over here and he's over here and his ideas aren't seen based on the other aspects of the chart, of course. But this information is huge. When I'm working with teams, I work with spiritual entrepreneurs. I work with the vast majority aren't spiritual entrepreneurs, but I do work with a lot of spiritual entrepreneurs as well that maybe have two employees and we can see this and also larger groups as well. But this is invaluable information because Keanu Reeves might be a valuable asset to the team and a valuable asset to the business. And you don't necessarily just want to be like, sorry, this isn't working out. And based on misunderstanding, you don't want to lose that person's strengths. You don't want to lose that person's gifts simply based on, again, a misunderstanding of the energy. Because when we're looking at this, when we're looking at challenges either given to others or received from others, it's a very similar to partnerships, partnership analysis that I do. I don't do like personal ones in terms of like boyfriend, girlfriend, or husband and husband, or husband and wife, or anything like that. I don't do those anymore, but partnerships in terms of those building businesses, two partners that come together. When we look at challenges there, compromise there, it's called compromise in a partnership analysis. The person doesn't mean to do that. The person doesn't mean to rub someone the wrong way. And very often in this case, that person doesn't try to rub someone the wrong way. It's just the energy. So when we start to illuminate this and bring understanding to everyone, and I have done the triggering, just a two hour call on triggers within the business, of the employee so everyone can understand what's going on in the energy under the surface. I do tend to focus more on strengths. I think it's really important that we focus on strengths. Strengths theory and positive psychology shows us the benefit of focusing on strengths and leveraging someone's strengths. That looks different in like quote unquote regular human design versus business. And this is where human design as you know it doesn't actually translate into scaling a team. And the reason why I say that, let me just pull up, I'm going to close that and see if it, all right, here we go. I haven't used this computer in ages because I hate the video on this one. 
but my software is only available on this one, so it's kind of a pain in the ass sometimes. Okay, so if we're looking at someone's regular body graph, your strengths are what is defined within you. Your strengths are your definition. Your where you gain wisdom, where you go to school in life, your nurture, if you will, from the lens of psychology is what's open within you. So that's not just centers, that's gates and channels as well. That does not apply to the group. <laughs> Everything that's colored in within you or your employees, like if you sit down with, say, and this only applies again for three to five, um, OC 16 is above five, and then if it's two, it's a partnership, of course. So when we're looking at how a group interacts, one of the questions I often receive from the employees within a business is, well, can you do my chart with the boss? Can you do my chart with this other person? And it doesn't work like that because it's a trans auric form. You no longer essentially are leveraging your entire design when you're in a group, even if you know, you have that meeting with the CEO once a week and it's just the two of you. The reality is the business is working as a trans auric form as essentially a different entity than what we're seeing in the body graph. So as an individual or in a partnership, yes, we are looking at your entire body graph. When we're looking at a team and we're looking at team dynamics and leveraging team dynamics to streamline teams, to streamline process, to increase profit potential, to increase satisfaction, whatever the case may be, the pentagraph takes what it needs and leaves the rest. And I'm not going to get into the mechanics of that because it's not really the point. Um, and if you book a power session with me for your team, they usually those are two plus hours for the team. We go into it regardless. But essentially what is important to know is as soon as you get to three people, the penta takes what it needs and leaves the rest. So it only takes specific gates and channels. That's it. It's also generated. So as soon as we're looking at groups of three to five, everyone is treated like a generator within that group. The pentagraph does not care that someone is a projector, which is um, the advisor in BG5. The pentagraph does not care that you are a manifester when you're in your own aura, which is the innovator in BG5. Everybody is treated like the builder, which is the generator. So what's really important to understand with that is there are certain strengths. So you might have, if you're building a team, someone that's actually better in a large group than a small group. So they, and they might feel in a small group of three to five, and I felt this way, my design is not meant for small groups. And I remember this so vividly when I was in university for psychology. And I, then I went on to my master's of social work. And I'll never forget the first year of my master's of social work, because my undergrad was in psychology, I had to do the two year track. My first year, everything was group work of groups of three. And I always felt like the outsider. I always felt like I was being pressured into things. Um, I'm a triple split and just didn't, my design in general did not feel good within a small group. My group is, or sorry, my body graph is meant to be uh, primarily large groups, which makes a lot of sense, or one-on-one -on -one or independent. So when I'm in those small groups, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. Even when I scaled my business in terms of employees, it wasn't 
all right, now we have three people. It was, no, we're going bigger. We're going home. We're, we're either having a partnership or we're going bigger than that because I just don't work well in a small group. So you might actually have employees as well that might feel constricted within the small group, but they operate incredible within the large group. So I recently did actually a power session with a team, really powerful team in the online space and in the business coaching world. And they had one employee so that we did the core team in terms of their power session, in terms of their analysis was the core team that works together. And you, you'll notice this when you just to go off track a little bit, when you go into a large group, everyone's not talking to everyone, right? When you go into a large group, people split up into groups of three to five. I encourage you next time you're in a situation where it's a large group, notice like a party, people split off in groups of three to five. So we did the core group of five separate from the, the organization. And it worked really well because one of the employees in the core group, her strength is OC 16. Her strength is the large group. So she was really able to leverage her skills as kind of the liaison, if you will, between the core group and the larger group. And she could fluidly move, don't even know if that's word, <laughs> between the smaller group and the larger group very easily. And she was someone that could easily have her strengths leveraged in a really powerful way for the overall business and the inner workings of the overall business and moving that overall business forward. Now, of course, everyone has very specific strengths um, that the pentagraph shows us, but it was really interesting to see. And it was really valuable information for the CEO to see as well, because she knew who to call on in terms of the larger picture of the overall team. And actually that individual did have activations to work in a small group as well as a large group. She was one of the most diverse charts I've ever seen. So it was something where she could really leverage her strengths in any way in the team. And it allowed movement within the team as well for that core group without losing its power and for the larger group as well. So when we're looking at the team, again, what's really important for you to understand is the team picture, as soon as you get over a partnership, takes what it needs and leaves the rest. And this is also where you might see the projector, which is the advisor, get a little uncomfortable in the group because they're actually not being seen and recognized as a projector normally would. So this is where you kind of get the illusion that, you know, projectors can only lead. Projectors cannot work within a group. There's a lot of illusions around that. It doesn't mean that a projector cannot work in a group. Their energy is just used in a very different way. So that's why usually how it naturally works out is you're going to see a projector that ends up in like a leadership role, like the team lead, for example, and they're overseeing a smaller group. And that's as well where we can start to move people around potentially based on their strengths and based what they on what they want to do to leverage everyone's strengths for the team. Um, and it also helps explain, you know, maybe Sally on the team really likes working on her own. And you might have that perception of her as being, you know, not a team player. And if you're the CEO or you're the team lead and you're going, oh, Sally, you know, Sally's really not a team player. How do I get her to work with the team more? And we look at the pentagraph, we look at the teams, we look at Sally's body graph in terms of BG5, which is completely different. 
um, completely different words, as you can see. We look at her chart from the lens of BG5, and actually, Sally isn't meant to work in a team. So how can we, again, because you don't want to lose Sally, and the team lead comes to me and says, you know, Sally's a valuable employee, what do I do? Well, is it possible to give her things that she can work on on her own? She's highly independent design. She works best on her own. She digests information better on her own. How can we support her within that and leverage her strengths? So this is something that I'm really passionate about because I think as much as we say, you know, leverage everyone's strengths and cultivating an environment and organizations and businesses that does that and respects everyone as an individual, that's important and there are nuances to it. How can we actually set up your business? How can we set up organizations in a way that not only increases employee satisfaction, so less turnover, less time that you're spending firing and hiring more people, less stress, less energy expended with the firing and hiring process, but in a way that, so we have less turnover in a way that increases employee satisfaction. And when you have employees that are all working towards the same vision, all working towards the same goal, they're on the same page, they respect each other, they understand each other, they're going to fight for that business, right? They're going to fight for the overall vision and work together better, even if there is triggering in the chart that might, you know, quote unquote, compromise someone or make someone feel like they're a little bit of an outsider. Because as soon as you explain this information to them, again, like I said, I've never seen a high performing team that did not improve from that and did not see that person in a different lens afterwards. It, in my personal experience so far, 100% of the time I've seen massive strides in team improvement or team vision, team cooperation, everything, when they simply understand the energy that the other person isn't meaning to make them feel a certain way. And they're not, you know, it's also their energy in a way that's almost making them feel like an outsider because they want to work on their own. They want to work independently. So I just want to do a quick live about this to just illuminate different ways this information is used in business because it is a completely different lens. And I see, and in, in, especially in terms of large businesses and organizations, we can't just take human design and copy and paste it and put it over into that. It is a specialized type of skill. It's a specialized type of um, software. And it's a different lens in which you're looking at the business. Because like I said, when we get to three, the pentet takes what it needs and leaves the rest. It's a trans auric form. When we're looking at that, you know, might be great that you have the channel of judgment, for example, right? Might be great that you have the channel of judgment or you have the channel of mutation, but the penta doesn't care about that. You're not actually bringing that to the table. What we can do instead is leverage your strengths in a small group, ensure that everyone has a role in the in, in the community, <laughs> also in the community, I suppose, a role in the business or organization that allows them to leverage their strengths and create streamlined processes within the business that really amplifies results. Because like I said, the strengths theory and positive psychology really speaks to, and I think it's so, of course, like, <laughs> I don't think we can't not say, well, of course, it's so obvious. When we leverage our strengths, that's where we thrive. That's where we flourish. And that therefore is where the business and organization is going to flourish is when people are being seen and recognized for their strengths and they're able to use those within the overall picture of their role within the business. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this. 
VG5 power sessions are available. You can book for individuals on my website. Those do book up fairly quickly. I've limited space and what is available is available. I get a lot of messages of, can you do at this time? I don't work at 10 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> I'm on Eastern time. So what is available is available. And for teams, those are booked separately because based on the needs, if you are a CEO or a team leader or a business owner, organization owner, I really want to look at what are your needs and how can we build something specific to you. So you can check it out at ashleybriannaeve.com. The website is going through a massive construction right now, but you do have kind of skeleton of what's up available. All right. I hope you guys have a beautiful day and I hope you had fun and learned a little bit about human, how human design is applied to business. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye guys.